Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. Great that you have tuned in again and worthwhile because I have a really cool guest today. His name is Mario Poreca. He was a chef and learned a lot from working in the kitchen. And now he became a very successful and passionate podcaster. He's also a speaker and he's really a specialist when it comes to mindset. This is why his show is called 10 Minute Mindset and he does that every day to help you get in your best shape started in the new day. He also created now a course for podcasters and those who would like to turn podcaster. So we have a great lot of things to talk about today. And this episode is also called How You Create a New Identity. So Mario will share his insights with us. And also what fits really good with this episode is to announce my book about podcasting that is called How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, Unleash Endless Possibilities. And you will find all the links for the book that is directly on Amazon internationally in the show notes. So you can get it as an ebook Kindle version or as a hardcover delivered into your mailbox, whatever you like. But now let's dive deep into our interview today. And here is for you, Mario Poreca. Hi, Mario. Welcome to the show. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. So I have been on your show already. It was a great honor. And now I'm happy to have you on my show and ask you all the questions I have in mind. I like the role reversal. This is fun because when you were on 10 Minute Mindset, we had such a blast. I think we actually ended up talking after the interview for an additional 20 or 30 minutes. So I'm looking forward to having the roles reversed and actually answering the questions this time. <laughs> yes, it's so interesting. And actually, we did the same before this interview today. But now the record button is hit and we can start with the questions. And before we dive deep into mindset and what turned you from a chef into a mindset mindset expert. Mario, can you reveal a secret about you for the listeners? A secret about me? Oh, this is this. It's like, I, I love it. I love your magic background. And I think that's part of the secret is that I, ever since I can remember growing up, I've loved magic. It's been one of those things. There's really been three things in my life that really drew me in as a youngster. And it was cooking, obviously, which I learned from my grandfather and which I 
tried to make a career of, and I still cook on a regular basis. It's still part of what I do. Um, and then there's music. I've always loved music and the creation process, and I'm not musically talented by any stretch, but I still enjoy it, and I love to listen to it and hear the stories about creating music and magic. I love illusions. I love watching people that are so trained and talented in their craft create these things that just create experiences for people is really what it is. And when you see those illusions, they take you to a different place and they can take adults and make them into children again. And I think that's what life is all about is that experience of being in love with the actual art of living. And I think magic and music and food all have that quality that can take you from being a serious adult that, you know, where you're under a lot of stress and where you're just trying to get through the day back to that childlike, that childlike quality of actually loving life and living in the experience. So those three things have played a huge impact in my life and shaping me to where I am today. And I think that's a nice secret to share with people. Yes, it is. And that is very interesting. And also a special combination of fields you picked there for yourself to get this inspiration from. And to get everyone on the same page, maybe you can share a little bit of your personal story because you mentioned already the cooking. And I told them that you were a chef before you started to become a mindset expert, podcaster, podcasting coach and all that. So what is your story and what took you to where you are today? That's a great question. And it's one that I really never get tired of telling because I know I'm always adding to it. And I think that the, the real secret, before I get into the details, I think the real secret behind my story and my success and my journey has been the opposing forces in my life and that I'm willing to acknowledge them and I'm willing to actually embrace them. And what I mean by that is I've had equal parts of being completely focused on the outcome I want to achieve, but at the same time being completely open to the potential and the possibilities that surround me. So by being completely focused and driven in one direction, but at the same time being willing to acknowledge the opportunities around me, it's led me in an organic path towards where I am right now, which I never would have been if I didn't have those I, I, those two opposing forces. When I say opposing forces that pull at both ends, I mean that art of be, and it is an art of being open and also being focused. And when you're equal parts of those, you end up in the middle. And that's what I call being centered. A lot of people talk about being centered. And I think really being centered is when you're open to both possibilities at the same time and you're completely focused on them and it leads you into the middle because you're pulling at both ends. So it automatically defaults you and guides you to the middle. So my story is if you would have asked me 10 years ago, Victoria, where I would be today, I would have said probably opening my third or fourth restaurant building my restaurant empire, living as a chef. Uh, but because I'm open to the possibilities, I'm in a completely different place and I really feel this is my true calling and where I feel the most fulfilled and where I can make the biggest impact. So as a child, my father was a chiropractor, so I always grew up around natural health and the importance of taking care of yourself, both from a spiritual, physical, and mental uh, place. And so I always grew up around that and he would travel a lot for his work and he would go to seminars and when he would do that I would stay with my grandfather who's my dad's dad and my dad's mom my grandmother as well and when I would stay with them my grandfather came from Italy when he was 17 years old to the United States and at, he own, owned a large construction company his whole life and that's what he did for a living but when he, he retired the year that I was born and so when I would stay with him I'd spend a lot of time with him and what he took to after he retired was cooking He loved to cook. So when I was with him, he and I would cook together, and I developed this love, this love of cooking. And so I decided I wanted to be 
a chef based on that. And so I went to school to be a chef and I did an apprenticeship and I was at the number one city club in America. I was working long hours. It was very competitive. It was very challenging and it was really a stressful environment. And I did really, really well. As such a young person, I really climbed through the ranks really fast and got to management. And that's where I was first introduced to working with different people's personalities, being a real leader, helping people really pull the best out of themselves. And I had to learn how to manage over 40 cooks at one time, and most of them were older than me. So I needed to learn how to manage people at that age. But what happened was because of that environment, it created the perfect storm, I call it, with you know eating the foods that were all around me, eating constantly, really not getting as much sleep as I should, being under a lot of stress, trying to, to work super, super hard all the time. It was a physically demanding job as well, and I ended up putting uh, gaining a lot of weight. And because of that, I noticed that I wasn't showing up at, at my peak potential. I was just moody a lot. I was in a bad place uh, psychologically. I just wasn't a happy person. And I was still in my mid-20s. And something happened. I watched my father, who was an athlete his whole life, and when he reached his late 30s, he gained a lot of weight. And being a healthcare practitioner, as I said, he was a chiropractor, I watched him try to lose the weight and try to lose the weight. And one day I went to pick him up from the airport and I didn't recognize him. This was my dad and I didn't recognize him until he was right in front of me because he looked fantastic. He found something that worked, lost weight and was doing really well. And so at that point I said, whatever you're doing, I need to do it too because I just feel terrible all the time. So he said, I'll help you, but you have to do exactly what I say. And I said, fine. So <laughs> I listened to him and long story short, over the course of six months, I lost 70 pounds. I felt better than I ever felt. My energy went up. I was going back to the gym again. But something else happened. My whole mindset shifted. I started showing up in the world with more purpose, with more passion. I was treating people differently, responding to the world around me differently. And this is where I realized that your body, it, it, which is the vehicle with which you experience the world, is really attached to your mindset and how you show up in the world. But at that point, I went through such a vast transformation that people started asking me, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so I would just give them my father's phone number and tell them to call him. And I realized that this is turning into something where a lot of people are, are asking me. So I said, you know what? I can do this too. I did what he – I watched what he did. I went through the transformation. So I started coaching people because I was sending so many people to him that he was getting overwhelmed. So I started coaching people. And within six months, I was making more money from the coaching end than I was from the cooking end. And I said, you know what? I, this has just been an organic growth. I'm just going by referrals and people coming to me. What if I got intentional about this and I actually went out and started to tell people what I'm doing? So at that point, I got into weight loss coaching. I quit my cooking job and I went into weight loss coaching full time. And it took me in about another six months from that point to realize that half the people, almost all the people I worked with got results, but half the people would keep the results and the other half of the people would inevitably go back to their old ways. And I couldn't figure out why. So I started doing a lot of research, asking a lot of people, professionals and people who went through transformations. And what I learned was that mindset is the differentiating factor. Mindset was the difference between the people who got the result and kept the result and the people who got the result and went back to their old ways. And that's what led me down to being really obsessed with mindset and learning how the thoughts we think and the thoughts that we choose to attach emotion to really dictate the way we show up in the world and the results that we get. If you can really change your mindset about certain things and the beliefs you have and the values that you have about certain things in your life, you can really create the life that you want. What differentiates us people from animals is the fact that we have the ability to think and we have the ability to make decisions based on what we want to achieve. Animals, they just, they survive. That's their whole goal. So they're very instinctual. They use their instincts to survive. Whereas we as people, 
we have the ability to think things rationally, to think them out, and then to take those thoughts and actually act on them and turn them into a reality. And so coming to that conclusion has really led me to mindset coaching. Hmm. Wow. What an amazing story. And also, Mario, I would say a magical transformation you made there. So losing 70 pounds, that is really qu quite some weight. So amazing. Maybe let's uh, talk about this mindset thing here, because everyone knows that there is this mind-body connection. And normally when you change something in the mind, something in your body changes and also vice versa. So what would you say when someone is thinking to lose weight or transform the body to put on more muscles? What is the best way or the real secrets to start out and to get this mind shift? Well, I think that the real secret is that you have to play the long game. So you have to be willing to create a create an outcome that you want to achieve. So you have to create this outcome and when you create an outcome it can't be I just want to lose more, I just want to lose some weight. That's not good enough. It's not because you can not eat tonight. Say you skip dinner and you go to bed and then you get up after sleeping eight hours and you weigh yourself, you've lost a pound. There you go, you've reached your goal. But is that really what you wanted? Probably not. So it's not – you have to really start with the outcome in mind and you have to make it a long-term thing. You have to make it something that really drives you, that really energizes you. It has to be clear and it has to be compelling. So it has to be as specific as possible and it has to give you the energy to want to achieve it and to want to experience life in that way. So a lot – the differentiating factor that I really saw from people who lost the weight and people who kept it off – is the outcome that they selected at the beginning of the process. Meaning the people who lost the weight and gained it back were typically people who set goals like, I want to look good in this dress for this wedding. I want to look good in my bathing suit when I go on vacation. I want to um, lose the weight so that um, – you know, for my class reunion, they, they had these short term goals in mind. And then once they get there and once that event comes, then they feel really good for that event. But then they at the end of that, they go, now what? They have nothing to look forward to and they don't know how to maintain because they were so fixated on getting to that event. Now they don't have a vision for the future. And so whenever we're confused or whenever we don't know where to go, we always revert back to our strongest conditioning. And because they weren't focused on the process and the experience of life, they were just focused on that end, that end game. They don't know where to go and they revert back to their old ways. Whereas the people who kept the weight off, they had these longer term visions like – I want to lose weight so that I can play with my grandchildren. I want to lose weight so that I have more energy when I when I do my daily routines. I want to lose weight so that I can actually go out and attack my purpose so that I have more energy throughout the day. Or I want to lose weight. And then they would up-level their goals. That's another thing too. So when they would come close to losing, say, that 25 pounds, it would be like, now I want to run a marathon. Now I want to do a Tough Mudder. Now I want to go to the gym and be able to bench press Two, 225 pounds. So they always had this goal that they were reaching for that built onto that goal. It wasn't just, I want to get to this point so that I can, you know, fit into this thing or so that I can look at. So it's the difference between the short game and the long game. When you set long term, when you set the goal so you experience life differently and you're going to create a different quality of life and you're going to be able to do other things based on that quality of life, then you will create a plan that works. Because again, Every, anyone can achieve a goal. Anyone can lose the weight. But it's the people who keep it off. And the same thing goes with business or with life. Anyone can achieve a goal. Anyone can make a little more money. 
but to create the identity of the person that makes more money is able to attract more money for the long term on a consistent basis that takes something different because think about the people who win the lottery if you win the lottery or you win a large lump sum of money or say someone passes away and leaves you a large lump sum of money you never hear the story about the person five or ten years later who has diversified their portfolio who has taken this and made wise investments and created a vast fortune that will last the, their family years and years you just don't hear that story because they don't have the identity of the person that attracted that money so if you can create that identity Anyone can get the money is the point, but can you keep the money? Can you continue to make it over and over again? Can you become the type of person that is able to attract whatever your goal income is and then be able to build on that year after year so that you actually become that person and take on that identity? It's a real identity shift is what we're talking about. And that's the real secret is to seeing yourself as the person that is lighter, that makes more money, that has more energy. Whatever your outcome is, you have to become that type of person that attracts that into your life. See yourself as that way. Take on that identity and live your life from that place. Hmm, that was a really good description on that. And yeah, I think it depends on what your intention is and how strong your intention is to really change something. And as you said, I totally agree with becoming another identity and I think you have to really disrupt the patterns in your life to get out of that like creating yourself new from the inside out so that you have this yeah vision you can work towards in your mind so seeing yourself as this new you and also I think the lottery example you brought was really good because yeah you're right so it's also that people who win the lottery I think they don't develop the mindset around and they don't feel worthy and the problem is they can get the money but they will be always afraid to lose the money again because they know they don't have the skills how to make that money and I think this is really where it comes down to mindset and because Mario you're also a chef and you love cooking coming back to this mind-body connection I think a lot of people are aware that it makes a difference what you eat I always say input equals output and I think Yeah, it makes a difference what you put in your body, but it's also what you put in your mind, like the food for thought. What is your take on that? I agree 100%. I, it, it's all connected. Your body is, like I said, the vehicle with which you experience the world. And so a great example of that is if you go out and you say you go to the same place, the same geographic location, the same road, the same city, and you get in a Rolls Royce and you drive down the street in that Rolls Royce. How do you feel when you're driving down the street? You feel really good, right? You stop at the stoplight, you might wave to someone, you look over, you want people to see you, you're driving around, you get your elbow out the window, you feel really good. Now let's go to the same scenario, and let's say that you're in a beat-up 1982, it's making it's putting black smoke out of the tailpipe, it's making weird sounds, it's like all rusty, and it's just in really bad shape. And you're driving down the same street at the same time doing the same thing. Now how do you feel? You're probably not looking at people in the cars next to you. You're probably not putting your elbow out the window and really feeling good about yourself and basking in it. And why is that? You're at the same place at the same time driving down the same street because the vehicle matters. 
The vehicle matters with how you feel and how you experience the world, and that determines how you show up. So if that wasn't the case, there would be no difference between driving a Rolls-Royce brand new or driving a beat-up old clunker down the street. It would make no difference in the world, but it does. We show up differently. We feel differently, so we show up differently. And your body's the same way. Your weight can actually hold you back from doing the things you want to do because especially if you're a business owner, and this is a connection that a lot of people I really – want to try to help make them make because I don't think people look at it this way, but it is the way that it is. Your business, if you're a business owner, can only go as far as you take it. So if you don't have the energy and the stamina and the passion and the purpose to get up every day and be excited and go out and serve people and to be able to push through obstacles when they come because that takes a certain amount of fortitude and a certain amount of physical effort as well, then your business is never going to live up to the level that you desire it to. It's never going to grow and impact as many people as it has the potential to because the way you show up matters and if you feel that you're overweight or you're a little embarrassed or that weight is holding you back from doing things that you want to do then that makes a difference and it's not just weight even it's energy how is your energy level do you get up excited do you feel well rested in the morning because nutrition plays a huge part in that and going and keeping your body fit and keeping it moving energy the energy we experience in the world is movement life is movement you're either moving or you're dying right you're growing or you're dying so you want to move and did you ever notice like when you stand up when you you move faster, when you move with more purpose, how you carry your body, it impacts the way you feel. If you stand there and you, do you ever see someone who's depressed or angry and see someone who's over the moon jubilant and happy and full of joy? They carry their body completely different. The depressed or angry person is, well, let's talk about someone who's sad or depressed. They're typically slouched shoulders, head down, breathing real shallow, moves real slow. Then you see someone who's really happy and excited. How do they look? They're walking tall. Their shoulders are back. They breathe faster. They move faster. They talk louder. They're more confident. So your body and the way you show up matters. Your physiology is absolutely connected to your psychology. So if you just make a shift of eating more nutritious foods, moving more throughout the day, and you make that that real decision to treat yourself better, to put some positive things in your mind first thing in the morning, just as you said, Victoria, input equals output. You will show up differently, you will feel differently, and your results will change because of such. Hmm. Very good. That makes so much sense, Mario. And maybe we can break it down a little bit to the mindset and to the first step so that the listeners can really take something away and really start instantly with that. Because I think when we are talking about creating a new identity, that can sound a little overwhelming and also cause some fears because, of course, it has to do with leaving your comfort zone to create this new you. But let's break it down to the mindset thing. So Mario, what is your advice when someone wants to change their mindset? How to start? Well, I think the first place is what you just said is knowing that you want to you want to start. So you have to make a decision. You have to decide. We can just making a decision changes everything. And when I say decision, the the thing that confuses most people is we don't know what a real decision looks like anymore. And if you take the word decision and you trace the root word back to where it comes from, it comes from the same family as incision, which means to cut. So to make a complete decision means to cut off all other possibilities. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, 
if you want to take the island, you burn the boats. You make it so that there's no other possibility. And that's what a real decision looks like. So you have to make the first step of anything is to make a decision that you're going to change, that you're going to create this new mindset, that you're going to create this new experience of life. And you start with the outcome in mind. You say, I, you re and really what you do, and as Tony Robbins says it all the time, is you raise your standards. You raise your standards and you say, this is my new standard because we always live up to our standards. You will always find a way. You make as much money every single year as your standards, not a dime more and not a dime less. If your standard is... $50,000 a year, then that's what you'll make no matter what. You'll figure out a million different ways. No matter how many different businesses you start or how many different things you take on, if your standard is $50,000 a year, you will make $50,000 a year. You may be way more, you may be way busier, but you will make that much. If your standard is a million dollars a year, you will make a million dollars a year. And it doesn't matter what activities you do, that's what you'll, because that is your standard. So once you make that decision, then you have to set a new standard and then you have to begin to live as such. You have to go through the transformation process to get to that point. And, you know, you start with number one, making some small shifts. And anytime you make that decision and you start to make on it's, there's four real keys or four real stages to making a transformation. And step one is what, what we call inception. And what inception means is, you don't know what you don't know yet. So all you see is what's exciting. So your attitude is high. Your energy is high. You're ready to start something new. You're ready to go and you're ready to get started. So you begin to take action. Then inevitably, after you're doing this for a while, you start to learn that there's a growth curve here. You start to lear learn that there's things you're going to have to break through. You're going to have to, as you said, come out of your comfort zone and expand. And you go into the second phase, which we call deception. And deception is really where most people quit. It's where 90% of the people quit because now you know what you don't know. So you know that there are things that you have to learn. You know that there are obstacles you're going to have to overcome. You know that there's challenges you're going to have to grow through. And so this is where you either rise to the occasion and you break through and you continue growing and creating that new identity. And this is where you get a lot. If you're in sales, people tell you no. So you have to go and refine your approach till you find people who say yes. If you're trying to lose weight, this is where the challenge comes from of, I don't know why I'm not losing it as fast or I really wish I could eat that cheeseburger or that ice cream. So this is where you have to break through that and you have to, you know, where your standards, if they're really raised and you made that decision, you start to break through that deception, break through that phase where you start to learn the different strategies and the techniques that work for you and to reset your, ident reset your mindset so you can grow into your identity. And if you get through that phase without quitting, the third step is transformation. So you begin to break through. You begin to learn the new skills necessary. You begin to see progress, which is very encouraging. And the best way I can explain transformation is like when you first start to drive. When you first start to drive a car, it's really it's confusing, right? You get in, you're paying tons of attention to everything that's going on. You have two hands on the wheel. You're looking at all the, checking your signals. You're starting and stopping. You're really paying attention to your mirrors and how you're driving and making sure that everything, your whole focus is on driving and learning how to get to, from where you are to where you want to be. But then as you do it, you get more comfortable. You begin to take on this identity of not someone learning how to drive, but as of someone who can drive, who actually just gets in the car and drives. So I'll bet that if you've been driving for five to ten years even or longer, you've come to the point where – and I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying you should do this. But you probably drive down the street with your knees, eating a sandwich in one hand, texting in the other with the radio on full blast, and you're just driving. Now, I'm not saying to do that. That's not safe. But you do that because you have this identity of someone who drives. You don't have to think about 
where to turn. You don't have to think about having two hands on the wheel and how to turn the car on and off and using the turn signals and all that stuff. You just do it because you've been driving for so long because you've created a new identity. And that's the fourth stage is a new identity. When you get to the point where you just show up that way, where you don't have to force yourself to go to the gym. You just go to the gym because that's part of who you are. You just eat healthy because you're the type of person who does that and that's what your standard is. That's where that identity shift comes from. So you have to go through all four phases. You have to go through that deception to create transformation to finally get to that point where you just show up as such. You just are that person. It's no longer. Now, there's certain days and believe me, I'm someone who created that identity of someone who goes to the gym, Victorian, as we talk about it all the time. I'm either typically going to the gym after we talk or just got back from the gym when we talk because we've talked a number of times now. But some days I still don't feel 100% like going to the gym. But even on the days I don't feel like going, I still go. And it's not, it's, there's no negotiation with myself. I don't negotiate and say, oh, I can just go tomorrow or whatever. No, I just go. Because that's what I do. That's my standard and that's how I live life. And I'm at the point now where I love living life. I, I love where I'm at. I'm still growing. I'm still seeing progress. But that's what makes life fulfilling and worth living is that you're seeing progress in the direction that you desire to take it. You're building momentum towards the outcomes you want to achieve. And that's what I see every day. And that's why you take on you know that identity of someone who does this or someone who goes to the gym, someone who eats healthier, someone who wants to increase their income so they spend more time focusing on those activities that will produce more income because it takes you to it allows you to experience life at a deeper more profound level and that's the importance of creating that identity because once you create that identity you won't regress you'll build on that identity you'll create more from that identity and you'll level up and that's the key you don't want to reach a goal and then not know what to do and regress back you want to reach a goal and right before you get there you set the goal to the next bar you level up that way you have something else to shoot for and you're building on because as long as you're building on something you've achieved you'll never go back to before that you'll never go back to where you were before that point and you continue to raise your standards which continues to give you a larger more dynamic exciting quality of life Yes, that makes so much sense what you are saying there. And I think it's really a secret tip to not negotiate with yourself, to just do it. And I once saw a video from Tony Robbins, and I think he is doing this ice bath every morning, and he says the same as you. He does it even when he doesn't feel like doing it. It's, I think, this pushing yourself constantly to really create this new identity, because, of course, your subconscious mind is always trying to hold you back because it's more comfortable where you are, because this is you feel safe there, and it really takes a lot of energy and effort to push yourself and to cross this red line over and over again until it becomes your new habit. And I really love about you, Mario, that you are so results driven. And you mentioned the gym already. So I just returned from my workout today. It's really funny that we are talking about that every time. So that leads us to kind of your morning routine. Can you talk us through how you start your day? Absolutely. And if you listen to 10 Minute Mindset, which is my podcast, we talk about that's part of it is the, the reason that every episode starts the same exact way is to help you establish a morning routine. And your morning routine, number one, it shouldn't be complicated because if it's too complicated, you're going to find ways not to do it. So it should be powerful. It should be simple. And it should be something that 
it, that you get really serious about that you make the decision and we talked about decision earlier you make the decision to do it and by the way when we talked about not negotiating with yourself what you brought up that is how you train by doing the things that sometimes you don't want to do and by just doing them anyway you train your brain to make deci- to actually make decisions because a lot of us we get stuck and we get paralyzed by making decisions because we don't want to make the wrong decision so then we don't make any decision and that in and of itself is a decision so by training your brain and doing the things anyway you train yourself that there's no negotiation when i make a decision and i decide i follow through and i do it and so you can do that with something as simple as your morning routine and my morning routine typically starts i set my alarm every morning for 6 a.m. and but I typically wake up at 5:57. I don't know why. I just wake up three minutes before it goes off, and then I turn my alarm off. But I always set it for two times: six six o'clock and 6:15 a.m. So I wake up at 6 a.m. But then I lay in bed for another 15 minutes. I don't go back to sleep. But what I do is number one, I, I pray. That's just how I start my day. I start my day by talking to God and getting in a state of gratitude for another day that I get to experience. And then the second thing I do is I visualize very at a, at a profound level from first person point of view what I want my life to look like what I want my activities to be like what I want to achieve and so I put myself in that place and I feel those feelings and that's how I start my day because I want to be very clear with my mind that this is what I want to do this is what I'm going to do and this is what I want my unconscious mind to help me achieve so I spend 15 minutes praying and visualizing then I get up in the morning go into the bathroom I brush my teeth I wash my face I do that whole thing and then I read for about 15 minutes and I read from the Bible I'm not saying everyone has to read from the Bible you pick the book that works best for you I like the Bible because it's something I can read over and over again that number one instills ancient wisdom and number two it's an inspired text I believe and number three it's something I can read over and over again and get something new from it every time so that never has to change I have that one book that I read every morning for 15 minutes and then once I do that I go into the other room, I turn the coffee pot on, and then I come into my office, and I sit down, and the first thing I do is I write out my outcome. I have what I call an outcome journal, and the only thing I write in that journal is my outcome. I have it distilled down into one powerful statement, and I write it, I read it, and I say it every morning. So now I'm further instilling, this is what we're doing into my mind, because I believe that the activity doesn't, the, the, most people are very strategy-driven, strategy and we come from a world with where you're like, I want to lose weight, how do I do that? I want to make more money, how do I do that? And how isn't really the first question we should be asking. The first question we should be asking is, what is it we want specifically? In great detail, what is it we really want? And then number two, why do we really want that? We need to put emotion behind that because a thought in and of itself has very little creative power, but a thought backed with emotion becomes infinitely more powerful. So what do you want? Why do you want it? And from that place, from that place of knowing what you want and why you want it and it becoming a must in your life, now you can start to find the strategy. Now you can start to create the action steps that will get you there because there's an infinite number of ways to get from point A to point B. The question is, what's the most effective? And that depends on what it is that you want to achieve. And so I always start with the outcome in mind. I start with what it is I want to achieve, and then I set my intention. So I have a thing that you can listen to or a method, a process, so to speak, that you can listen to every morning on 10-Minute Mindset, and it's called the GEO method. And it, it's G-I-O. And it stands for gratitude, intention, outcome. But I always start with the outcome. So I always write my outcome, read my outcome, say my outcome, get very clear and specific on what that outcome is, 
put a strong reason behind it so I create emotion behind that. And a thought backed with strong emotion equals a desire, and a desire is something that you will act upon. And that's where the I of Geo comes from, which is intention, meaning now that I know what I want and why I want it, what do I intend to do about it? And so I set three intentions every single morning at that time. Number one, one thing I do within the hour. Number two, one thing I'm going to do within the 24 hours of today so that by the end of today I've completed two outcome-focused action items. And number three, what's one thing that I work on a little bit each day that I make progress towards? So it can be something that I collaborate with others on or it can be something that just I put a little bit of effort and energy into it. And the reason for that is most people that are listening to podcasts like ours, Victoria, uh, are over – they're busy achievers. They're overachievers. They're very – they want to achieve things in their life and they work really hard to do that. So if you set two intentions in the morning that you're going to complete by the end of by the end of today, typically most achievers will have those done within the first two to three hours of the day, which is a great thing. But you always want to have that outcome in the back of your unconscious mind so that you know – so that you it knows that you're working towards it. And so that's why I like to have a long-term – project that I work that I'm working on and what that does is it allows me to identify opportunities when they're around me when an opportunity pops up because I'm so clear about what it is that I want and because it's always in the back of my mind I can recognize it as such and because I have emotion behind it it gives me the drive to take action on it it's not that there's no opportunity around you or there's very little opportunity around you it's just that you're not recognizing those opportunities because you're not clear enough about what you really want to achieve it's like the opportunities are like the ocean you can go to the ocean and you can take as much water as you want. The question is, what container do you take with you? Are you taking a teaspoon? Are you taking a bucket? Are you taking a dump truck? So you can have as much as you want. It's in great abundance. It's just how much can you carry? And opportunities are the same way. They're all around you in great abundance. How many can you recognize? And if you have that outcome in the back of your mind and you know what you want to achieve, you'll begin to recognize vastly more opportunities and be able to take action on them. And finally, the third piece of that, which I believe is the X factor, is what state are you in when you're doing all of these? And I choose gratitude, and that's why I call it geo and I start with gratitude because gratitude is one of the most powerful emotions, one of the most powerful states we can be in. When you're in a true state of gratitude, we cannot feel a negative emotion. And I like to focus on three things when it comes to gratitude every day. And this is where I pull meditation into the mix. And I spend about five minutes every morning, close my eyes and really get into the state of gratitude, not just saying I'm grateful or thinking I'm grateful, but actually feeling gratitude. So number one is one thing that I get to get every day. One small thing that maybe is so that I've just become so familiar with that I tend to take a little for granted, but now I'm going to recognize and I'm going to create vast amounts of gratitude around it because it is the small things that build into the big things. And if you can become increasingly grateful about the small things, then when the big things come, not only will you get into a deeper state of gratitude, but it'll happen a lot faster. Number two, what's one thing that I get to give? Because it is through giving that we receive and through contribution that we create true fulfillment. So what's one thing that I get to give to the world that creates an impact that I can create gratitude around? Finally, what's one thing that I am? Because our identity determines our results. It determines how we show up in the world. And our self-talk really builds a lot into our identity. So if we can tell ourselves, I am, and put powerful phrases behind that that resonate with our psychology then we'll begin to, and we do that over and over again, we'll start to believe that, we'll start to show up that way. And whenever obstacles come up or things come up that seem to be problems and get in our way, we always revert back to our strongest conditioning. So if we can revert back to the conditioning of I am unstoppable, I always break through, I always find a way, then we will show up as such and it will affect our results in that manner. So your identity, how you talk to yourself, who you believe you are, plays a huge part in how you show up into the world every day. And if you start your day that way with gratitude, intention, and outcome, and then you can go back to those three things throughout the day for when you need to be centered or grounded, it'll make a 
profound difference on the way you show up in the world, on the momentum you build towards your outcomes, and on the things that you're able to achieve. Wow, that sounds really like an amazing morning routine you are doing there. And I really like that you are connecting with this gratitude because, yeah, I'm sure this is the the most, this is really a high frequency to start the day with. And also you brought up something really important, like a thought alone doesn't hold so much power, but the magic really comes in, as you said, when you are connecting this thought with a strong feeling and really feeling the thing you are visualizing, imagining in your head. So, and I think it's good to do that in the morning. And also when you start in a good mood, normally we make good decisions when we feel good. So I often read that it is important you lay the foundation in the morning for the rest of the day. Like in the first 30 minutes, you decide how the other 23 and a half hours will look like of that day. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. So Mario, you made this amazing transition from being a chef in this stressful job being in a kitchen I think everyone can imagine to this mindset coach and now really being ahead of the game and before we talk about podcasting what I don't want to miss today I want to ask you about your speaking gigs because I know you are now a thought after speaker as well so What got you into speaking and how did you land all these amazing gigs to be on stage and share your message? Well, speaking is something that just kind of happened. I mean, it was something that was ingrained in me from a young age because I remember, like I said, my dad was a chiropractor and I remember I would watch certain movies over and over again as like a very small child, like two, three years old, and I would sneak into his waiting room and perform for his patients. So I always like to speak <laughs> and I always like to perform and I really believe that And you know this, Victoria, from your background, performing and teaching, are they're like brothers. So they're very, very close to one another, and there should be an element of each because people love, you know, and I believe that entertaining will help land messages better than just educating. I believe that entertainment and education should be married together. And that's why, you know, I, much like you, where you incorporate magic into your message, I incorporate food and cooking into my message. And that uniqueness of, you know, providing lessons through food or just teaching people because food is a common bond that we all have. It's something that we all eat multiple times per day. And food is such an experience that brings people together. And there's, if it wasn't, there wouldn't be this industry that's known as the restaurant industry. And it's not just about the food. It's about the whole experience. It's about spending time with people you care about. It's about enjoying that time. It's about, you know, bringing all of your senses together, the taste, the touch, the smell, the, the sight, the hearing, all of that And it just creates this vast experience. And I believe that there's a lot to be learned or a lot that can be taken from bringing those two worlds together. And so that's what I aim to do when I present. And I just feel very, I felt very comfortable in front of a room and, you know, being on multiple, I've done multiple TV shows. I've done over 50 TV appearances. I had a radio show. Now I'm really into podcasting. I love podcasting, which is over the last oh, about eight years become a real love uh, for me and something that I enjoy doing on a regular basis. And so, yeah, speaking has just been something that it's felt like I have been kind of guided in that direction. It's, I've been pulled to do that. And all the pieces, when you're pulled to some, when you feel like you're pulled towards something, you should really put focus and attention on it. And when you do that and you do it in a way with 
pure intention to serve, to help other people, to make the world a better place, the pieces just seem to fall in place. Things just seem to align, and you end up in a place that you're supposed to be or where you can make your biggest impact. And when you do that, I think that you make the world not only a better place. When you give the world, I believe we all have a unique calling. And when you uncover what that calling is, and it doesn't mean you're going to be super good at it right away, but when you put the effort in to master that technique or that skill set and you build on that and you do it with the intent to make the world a better place, then the pe- that's where people say, oh, it just seemed like it was divine intervention or what a coincidence or serendipity. That's where those things come from. It's identifying what you're here for. It's putting the, your focus and intention behind that and doing it at a very high level with the intent to serve other people. Hmm, very nice. And I think this is really the thing to connect this passion with your purpose and as you said i think it's really a high value when you connect this entertainment with information and learning experiences for people so we are there kind of on the same track in different areas and there's one area we really share and that is the love for podcasting and mario tell us a little bit about the your current podcast and then also Tell us how you can help people to start their own show. Yeah, and I love when we first started talking about this, it was something we instantly connected on, Victoria and I, because, you know, with your her book coming out and what I'm doing, we both love podcasting and it's such a great place. You know, some of the people that I've met through podcasting and not just people who listen to my program and my podcast, but people that I've connected through who also have podcasts have been some of the greatest connections that, I, that I've made, some of the deepest relationships that, that I'm forming because it's like its own world, so to speak. But I believe the podcasting, you know, I started on the radio and I started because I've always loved radio. It's always been something that I think voice itself is such a great medium because you can learn But at the same time, you can do other things. You can multitask. You can consume it. And you can do it in such a way that it really lands. It really hits home because you can consume it over and over again. Like you can listen to multiple episodes of Victoria's podcast or my podcast while you do other things. And you're going to take different bits of information from those every single time. And so I think podcasting has had such a profound impact on me and my business when I started it almost eight years ago. And I realized how many people you can reach and how many people are looking for something that they can consume so easily. And once they, once you start to do that, you can really get your message out into the world and connect with the people that are on the same, that think the same way that you do, that have the same goals as you do. And you can create these communities of people who really do have the same intentions, the same desires. And if you've read Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, which is one of the most powerful and famous self-help books out there, You see that masterminding is such a powerful technique, and it's when you take more than one mind and focus it on the same goal or the same outcome, you get infinite. It's not just you get the ideas from two minds, but you get these infinitely powerful ideas because of the power of individual minds when they come together. And so I think creating a community all geared around the same thing that starts with a podcast can create those kind of results times 20. And it's just a great way to get your message out and connect with other people. And so with my podcast right now that I have is called 10 Minute Mindset. And it's every single day of the week, seven days a week, 10 minutes every day. And it actually ends up to be about 13 minutes. Um, on the weekends, we do interviews. And 
it's just a way to start your day. It's a way to incorporate the geo method that I talked about earlier, and it's a way to incorporate 10 minutes of positivity into your day. And the goal is to listen to it first thing in the morning. I mean, you can listen to it throughout the day whenever you like, absolutely. But if you use it first thing in the morning to start your day, to get 10 minutes of good thoughts into your mind every day, and to start to incorporate the geo method as a habit every single morning, it can make a really profound impact on your life. And so that's my podcast that I do every single day and get to get my message out about mindset and about setting your mind for the day. But then through that, I've noticed from talking to a lot of guests that I had on my podcast and other people who've just been drawn to the podcast, that there's a lot of people that would love to start, not only would love to start their own podcast, but have the message that they should have their own podcast so that they can get their message out into the world to impact more people and to create the, to expand their reach and grow a following and create this community where it can be infinitely powerful. And so because of that, because of my eight years experience in the podcast world, I put together launchingapodcast.com. And launchingapodcast.com is a program that will help people. It's a part done for you and part done with you program so that anyone who feels overwhelmed with podcasting, if you feel like you don't know where to start or you don't have the time to learn or it's a can be an overwhelming uh, production, it teaches you that it's not, that it can be something that is systematic, that's systematized. It can become an approach that doesn't take all of your time, but you can still put out a quality product that is very clean, very consumable, and will get the attention that you desire and land on the ears that you want to, that, that will help them, the, the, the audience that you can serve that need to hear your message. And it just, it takes you from step one, which is I want to have a podcast all the way through to launching your podcast and it gives you a lot of coaching along the way both before and after launching with the whole goal to help you create this community of like-minded people that you can then create deep relationships with and serve based on your core message that you bring to the world and what you are so passionate about. So if you're someone who has ever thought about podcasting or has maybe been a guest on other podcasts or someone who has a message that you would like to share with the world, then you can check it, absolutely check out launchingapodcast.com and see how we can work together to really help you take your message to the world in a systematic approach that can really help a lot of people. And it'll help give you fulfillment to get your message out into the world and to meet a lot of other like-minded people in the same, that think the same way that you do. Mm, fantastic. So it's really a good timing because I have my book coming out, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, that explains why podcasting is so great and all the possibilities that are in there. And so this is how we met, Mario. So it's fantastic. And at the same time, you are launching this great online course, How to Launch a Podcast. So I will put all the links in the show notes that people can connect with you. And I think this is really a smart idea to combine both parts so that people can figure some steps out on their own, like playing with their creativity, and then you guide them along the way to really make it happen and to give them feedback on the process and the development behind it. Because I'm sure that everyone has a unique message and podcasting is just a great way to share it with the rest of the world. And the cool thing is that it will be there forever. Once you've put it out there, it will be there forever. So that is really magical about 
podcasting. So Mario, you mentioned your uh, launchingapodcast.com website already, but what other options do you have for the listeners to connect with you, to get more information about how to create a new identity, get coached by you, hire you as a speaker, or just listen to your motivational morning podcast? Yeah, you can find all of that at marioparecca.com. That's M-A-R-I-O-P-O-R-R-E-C-A.com. That's my website. Um, you can find everything on there, 10-Minute Mindset, um, how to contact me, all my social media. I'm very accessible, very easy to reach, and that's kind of the hub where everything lives. So you can go there and check that out, and you'll be able to find me really easily. And one other thing I just want to mention before we end this interview is, Victoria, I want to um, commend you. Your book that's coming out, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, it resonated with me right away because podcasting has absolutely changed my life, and I think your title is absolutely brilliant. I think your message that you're bringing to the world and the way you're helping people is absolutely brilliant. And I think that, you know, people definitely need to look into podcasting because not only I, I know that because you wrote the book on how it changed your life and it absolutely changed my life. And I'm continuing to see people each and every day at that podcasting has absolutely impacted their life in a positive way. And the funny thing is, well, not the funny thing, but the absolutely true thing is if it if podcasting impacts your life, having your own podcast and that remarkable of a way and that profound of a way think about all the listeners and all the people that it that it impacts it's just unbelievable how podcasting has become this this tool for for um, sharing your message and for impacting other people and for creating such great content that can then lead to relationships and lead to more connection and it's just another way to get your message out there. But for me, it's been the most profound way. I've seen such great results with podcasting that I have not seen anywhere else in my own life. And it's why I want to help more people podcast. And it's why Victoria has written her book to show you how podcasting can absolutely change your life. So yes, while consuming podcasts are great, it's even better to step into the world, to find your message, to find your voice, and to use resources such as Victoria's book and such as launchingapodcast.com to be able to save yourself the time and the energy of having to figure it out and to just jump in with two feet and begin to send your message out into the world in a profound way and attract the people who need to hear it. Because there are people out there who are praying for what you have. There are people out there that need the met to hear your message, that need your assistance, and that need you to be part of their life to help them experience life at a deeper, more profound level. Whatever your message may be, there's someone out there that needs to hear it. And podcasting is the best way I know of to get your message into the world, to create your community, and to make a difference in the lives of others while at the same time creating fulfillment in your own life and creating deeper relationships for you to experience life at a, at a deeper level. Yes, Mario, I 100% agree with you. And to spoil it a little bit, so you will be also part of the book, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life. And I'm so glad that you can tell from the same experiences. So I had no idea to what that would lead when I just first started out podcasting, but it's really immense and all the connections you make there and especially with other hosts like you. So that is just magical. And I think people have to experience it themselves to know what we are talking about. So Mario, do you have some final 
inspirational words for the listeners, maybe about podcasting, maybe about mindset or cooking. Totally up to you. Just spread some magic. <laughs> Absolutely. I think number one, the most important thing is to always start with your outcome in mind. Because if we can, even, even when we're in an argument with someone else, this is where it really can kind of hit home is when you're in an argument with someone else, typically we lose train the, the thought of what did, did where did this argument start? What were we trying to achieve? And it becomes about how can I win this argument? But if you can step back and say, what is the outcome here? What are we trying to achieve? It can reframe the whole thing and change that. And that's just one example. But the having your outcome in mind will change everything because when you come from a place of what do I want rather than how do I get there, then the how do I get there becomes so much more impactful and so much more concentrated. And the other thing I'll leave you with is to always live in the present moment. When I got this, it changed my whole life. It's right now, this moment that we're living in is all we really have. Do not allow the regrets of the past or the fear of the future to impact what you have and what you're experiencing right now. Because at the end of the day, our life is just a series of present moments. Even the stuff in the future that you're looking forward to or not so much looking forward to is going to be, when it gets here, it's going to be in the present moment. And what you're doing right now in this present moment, no matter how insignificant you believe it to be for your future, is absolutely the most important thing you can be focused on. Because what how you show up in this present moment will impact all your future present moments to come. So try to, it's a hard, diff, really difficult thing to do, but the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. Live in the present moment, take in everything that's around you, experience life as it comes at you, but always be focused on that outcome. And again, it's that, that there's opposing forces just to bring the show back as we started. Being focused on what it is you want, it, but at the same time, being open to the possibilities will take you in the direction that you desire to go in. And as far as podcasting goes, just to put, uh, just to sew this up, um, everyone who's listening to this, obviously you're listening to the podcast, so you have some experience with podcasting. And I really believe that podcasting is something that is just getting bigger. When I first started podcasting back, at, I think it was about the end of 2011, beginning of 2012, when I first started to, to toy with the idea of podcasting. I never knew that it was going to grow to what it is today. I never knew that it was going to be impacting so many people and becoming its own thing. I thought back then it was just an offshoot of radio, like people who wanted to be in radio but couldn't really get their own radio show did podcasting. But that's not what it is. Podcasting is its own thing, and podcasting is even more powerful than radio. You can do things in podcasting that you can't do in radio and I know because I was on radio for three years and I see the differences and podcasting is the way of the future it's something that's just going to grow it's something that's there forever and it's a way for you to get your message into the world and to attract the people that you desire to attract around you even if it's for something so niche that's like you know sewing club that loves cats if it's something that's so niche like that there are at least a handful of other people out there that want to that want to find you and I can't think of a better way than to put it on voice so people can hear the emotion because words are powerful but words backed with emotion just like thoughts become infinitely more powerful and when you hear spoken language with that behind with the emotion behind it it becomes something that can really make an impact so don't be afraid to share what it is that you're thinking and just start by reaching out to people who are already doing it get yourself into the environment if podcasting again is something you've even ever considered Definitely reach out and definitely at least explore the possibilities and be open to the fact that – be open to the possibility that podcasting could change your life just like it changed Victoria's life, just like it changed my life. And you don't have to – you don't have to 
think about it, you have to just look at the title of her book. She actually literally wrote the book on it. <laughs> it changed her life, and it can change yours. So I can't just explain how profoundly impactful podcasting in and of itself is and how by following someone like Victoria, it can it has the potential to change your life. So definitely be open to it. And that's really what I want to leave people with. Wow, that was awesome. You wrapped it up so amazing, Mario. And maybe we can say it like that, that podcasting is a magical playground and the sky is the limit in this case. So thank you so much for being on the show. We definitely stay in contact and I am happy to be on your new podcast and maybe we are also doing something on Facebook. I really like to being around your energy because it is so great. It always feels good you are an uplifting charismatic person and you're so authentic with your story so i enjoyed our conversation very much today thank you again for adding so much value to pure mind magic thank you so much victoria anytime it's always a pleasure to be around you i always love our conversations and just whatever you need from me i'm at your service so thank you so much and i really hope that this message lands on your listeners and it serves them and helps them to experience life in a deeper more profound way ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening today and you can find at mario's facebook site the video the facebook live we did together speaking around podcasting and my book how podcasting can change your life in case you are interested and you will also get some insights from mario's course around starting your own show so, you know what? Next Wednesday is Halloween. And for that and my special magical audience, I prepared a very cool double feature that deals all around Halloween. So these will be some kind of scary episodes talking about horror movies, fears, and all that what fits with Halloween. So make sure to tune in again. Those will be entertaining and educating episodes around Halloween with all this fear topics and how horror films are made to scare us. So will be pretty cool. Don't miss that. Both episodes will air next Wednesday directly on October 31st for Halloween. So until next week, create some magic. <laughs>